How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Above the Standard podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm really looking forward to today's guest. Uh, his name is also Chris, and he owns and operates The Daily Medic. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. He also is starting up a new company that's live right now called Alpha Side Apparel. I've known Chris for a very, very long time. He's one of my closest friends, and I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Yeah, I, I wish we were doing video right now. <laughs> Just, <laughs> because I feel like there's this, like, you like this part about just like speaking in the mic, and I, I can hear myself in my own ears. <laughs> Just a big ASMR guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, all right, yeah. What website do you use? Shopify. Okay. Is that integrated into a, um, I guess, like your own, like, domain site? Mm -hmm. Or is that just Shopify Direct? Yeah, like. It's the dailymedic.com, but it's shop through Shopify. They do all the underlying like backend stuff. Gotcha. It's, so, um, so for this is going to sound like weird to do right in front of you. Cause like, you know, I've known you forever and you know, I'd probably call this podcast like fat fuck. This is probably my plan. Um, how many people listen to it since it's in like its inception? I'm at like 30,000 like listens. That's solid. Yeah. So, um, you're like three of those. You're, <laughs> you're Chris from the Daily Medic. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, I'm also known as the guy that got married on my birthday. So, yeah. good day. We share a good day. Mm-hmm. So, um, of your many business ventures over the years, this is probably the biggest one that you've stuck with. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. I think about Dustin makes fun of me for that because he's like, remember all those times you tried this and this and this and then like the sticker thing i was like this will never work like when you started it i was like there's no way like i remember you texted me you're like i'm gonna put this on etsy and i was like okay <laughs> nerd <laughs> like, no one's gonna buy that and uh yeah then after helping you with a few of the designs i was like i'm gonna do this too yeah because i think our brains work a lot of the same way we're mm-hmm. like everything runs through a filter yeah. of like I could fucking make that a sticker. Yeah. I can make that some meme. I can make that some design. Like as soon as I hear something in pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. That that we could make this like translate into our world. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I I become like obsessive of it. Right. Yeah. Um so you kind of started like we we started like not around the same time, but we started doing the same thing. And then you have since fucking blown up into a whole operation here. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I basically just reinvested every dollar that I made to buy all the stuff to try and get like costs down and be able to make more stuff. So your first purchase was what the the plotter cutter. Well, we were doing the same yeah. thing. I mean, I still kind of I still do it more exclusively on there, but we were going off of like big um, like third party companies to print the stickers, mm-hmm. and then you were like, I want to part ways with like thousands of dollars, and I being a little bitch. <laughs> well, like the, not done, not the first that. year, I'm like doing my taxes i'm like awesome i made whatever it was 15 grand and then i look and i'm like i spent 13 you know (laughs) on on the stuff i sold and i'm like i gotta i gotta do better than that so yeah i started researching like the sticker machine the printer and then just kind of went down this whole like process of now i own all this equipment that i'm still figuring out how to use yeah so your first big purchase was the plotter. Yeah. 
So that does it, so how does that work? I mean, like, like, you don't. I'm, I'm not talking to I, IT. I press a button. I'm, I'm not talking to customer service. Uh, they don't know much either. Because I broke it like the first week. Remember that? Yeah. But I sent you the video. I'm like, I don't think this is good. And you're like, nope. So luckily that was um, covered under a warranty. But they didn't know what they were doing either, it seemed. But um, I mean, basically, I put all the designs. I had to put the cut lines on Adobe Illustrator, like in the background. And then I send it to the machine and it prints them out. It's pretty, it's like a more complex version of a regular home printer. And then what, where, where's the cutter? Just right next to it. Right behind me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it can cut, but it just sucked. Really? Yeah. The Roland, like the BN20, like it's super slow. And then that's why I broke it the first time. Because <laughs> one of the uh, stickers that I cut, like came out of the vinyl mm-hmm. and it got stuck under the printhead which those things are like three grand well i remember when you had the your power outage you were fucking freaking out I lost my mind dude yeah. you were losing your shit because well, it can only sit for like if you don't print on it 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 cleans itself and yeah. it like pulls ink through the lines and so it's fine if it sits for a while but without power and it's not pulling that ink out yeah you can like ruin a printhead in like days and so i'm like Every day I'm just sitting waiting for the power to come back on and I'm like, it's good. This is a three thousand dollar part minimum. Like the part is like two grand and then they gotta come out and do it. Right. And they came from like Chicago or something. So like No. <laughs> I was so scared. Um so yeah, you and I um are both on the job. Um you we start the same department, you then sought a better opportunity. Yeah. Um and I'm out. Yeah. So um one, I won't, we won't name our department, but what made you leave to go to the, to, I almost said it, to, uh, to, 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 <laughs> to your, my department. To your department. Um, I mean, the main thing was that where, you know, the, the, the original department didn't yeah. want to go to ALS transport. And so I just got my license and I was pushing it for a while. I'm sure you remember. I'm like, hey, we should start oh, yeah. transporting. And everyone's just like, it's not happening. It's not happening. Basic non-transporting is the way to be. Yeah. And after I got through the class, it was still like wasn't even in process yet. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at other places. And then I looked at where I'm at now and was like, oh, that's a lot of money different. <laughs> so <laughs> once I saw the actual price difference, I was like, I have to go now. I remember telling you about it. Like, oh, yeah. I like called you. I'm like, so I'm kind of thinking about this. And it's like this much more. And you're like, see ya. Yeah, right. Like, get out I'll, of here. I'll write your recommendation letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you've been there how long now? Uh, almost six years. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're... Feels weird, huh? So, you're, 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 a, you're a topped out. You're probably a senior guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as firefighters go, like, I'm well above the halfway mark. That's wild. Once they hire all these new people that they're talking about, like... I'll be in that top probably 20%. So your the community that you work in is probably the most, one of the most probably you know affluent communities in... Yeah, Eagleton? In, in, yeah, in the county. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're a Parks and Rec <laughs> let's, fan. Let's, yeah. let's refer to them as Pawnee yeah, and yeah, Eagleton. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So moving, I work for Pawnee Fire Department, okay? Chris here works for, for Eagleton, all right? And it is about the same 
the same thing from that that show. Yeah, no, that's... the people, the <laughs> the attitude. I would say it's either. I think it's a mix of both. I think the culture of the hill. Uh, oh man, of, of Eagle. <laughs> I'm gonna slip at some point. Yeah, the culture of Eagleton. I want right? know who the hills are. Yeah, the, the the culture there. Um, I think, like some other agencies in our county, they really have like had. I will say had a chip on their shoulder, and we did too. But for the shittiest way possible, <laughs> we were like this island, and we loved it. Yeah, right. And your department at one time, it just felt like, and this could just be my perception, just felt like we're these, you know. Just these, this this better organization with better people, better trucks. Like you know, we we are better than you, and we know it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and I think I don't know like what has happened in the past like five years. I would say I don't know if it's candidacy. I don't know if it's uh, our department like upgrading all of its stuff. Um, but I feel like the at least the attitude and the demeanor that 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 we have, and maybe some lineage from well before we were there that. I don't, know. I don't feel that when I go like when I would go in the EMS room and mm-hmm. I see guys from your department there. Like I before years ago, that was like a we are like the the piece of shit like private EMS walking through the door, <laughs> right? Now it's a it's a little bit different feeling. You get that vibe too? Yeah, I think part of that is just like a change in the people that are. Yeah, some of those old people that kind of like left and yeah, you know, there's some of those stigmas that they have from you know if they get hired in in the. 90s or whatever like they look at where you're from a lot different just yeah whereas like our you know our ages are that's changing in that regard i'd think yeah um your department my department we we both do primarily ems runs pawnee here runs a little bit more fire yeah i miss that yeah run a little bit more fire which is nice um what ems call do you let go into the most oh dude lift assist Stop it. <laughs> well, because it's, a, it's a, you're joking. not going to transport. Yeah. Your transport time know, is we're probably three minutes. Trans, yeah. It's a three minute transport yeah. time. Any hospital. Three yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, we're coding them in too. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I mean, I actually, I like legitimate emergencies. You know, that's always fun. It's just, you know, you got to use your brain. You could actually like act as a paramedic, but I'd say 90% of the time we're doing lift assist or basically, you know, basic transports. Right, with a little bit of like ALS intervention. Yeah. Yeah, right. One of the calls I love to like go on and see it like if it go, if it goes right, um, <laughs> is a diabetic. Like it is to me really cool to see that someone that looks like <laughs> fucking unconscious. <laughs> they look like, like the guy from Men in Black. They do sugar water. <laughs> 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 you walk through the door, a blank stare. I need sugar yeah. and water. He's got the sugars, <laughs> right? But you throw that line in that D fifty, and they like, you know how it is. They come back, and then they look at you and like, it happened again, didn't it? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like the Hulk when he comes down. Yeah, right. But like, I love those calls because it's like this really simple. Even though D fifty is pretty necrotic, like if you yeah, don't miss, you know, yeah, don't miss your vein, but. I don't know. Like those to me are like really fun. Um, not when they you know piss themselves or they fight you. That that sucks. No, that's always um, also fun. But uh, yeah, those are like the ones I really like. I I, I always love going to those like those runs because you just see that change like right away from your intervention. My biggest fear too is not being able to get the vein and like well we gotta transport him in. 
because I suck. Like that's a that's <laughs> it's not you. It's that, me. That's such a that's, that's that's such a fear of mine. Yeah. Like like you're like this happens. You know this happens before, right? That this person has diabetes forever. They know all they need is some D fifty and a sandwich, and then they're gonna sign off. And you know this, right? And then you miss the vein, and another one, and you miss another one, and you're like. Well, I can't fucking I.O. this guy. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> DJ Gallon's in the background. Yeah. God. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so those. Um, one of the other ones I was thinking about, too, that actually I was going to like say, you know, you know, what call do you hate going to the most? Like, obviously, it's going to be a Peds, right? But yeah. the, the ones that are, I guess, non-traumatic or non-priority, right? What I can't stand going to is an intoxicated couple. Between the ages of like forty five and fifty five, that's so specific. They <laughs> drive me nuts. <laughs> they're just like yelling at each they're, other. They're yelling at each other. Like they're they're very um like uh they they want to conversate with you. They want to tell you like like information that in in their brain is going to make sense to them, and they want to give you every single detail. And then if one person starts chirping at the other person, then they start yelling. And now you have a scene that's like going out of control. And I, and, and I know like they're not going to be able to rightly sign off. I can't leave them there because this guy's drunk too. If they're fighting, okay, well now I have a, you know, do I, I, I have a safety issue and I know they're going to say, I don't Okay, well, that means you're coming with. Obviously, we're going to transport you, right? Yeah. Right. So we're going to transport you, and then that's when the fight happens because they probably don't know that you know they can't they can't be transported. I don't know. Yeah, those guess, calls don't drive you nuts. I don't know. We don't have that one. That too. too oh, you, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Eagle, Eagle <laughs> doesn't, doesn't doesn't have, Eagle doesn't have a whole lot of domestics. Oh, I would have thought. Pawnee. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're well versed. Yeah, we're well versed. Uh, I mean, maybe on the like the east side of the city. I don't know. All right, well, that easy enough. Just, just all it's all nice. Over I mean, there. it's probably going to be my call tomorrow. It's going to be eight o'clock. Like, right, just getting ready, getting winding down for the night, hopefully, and then that call is going to come in. But no, I don't. There's not a lot of domestics, I guess. Can you turn the mic off with? Them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like, I, I just cut up. it real quick so I could like. You know, not have a little backfeed. Like, so if I'm talking right now, like your mic's cut off. But I mean, I, I'll get pick up from here. But at least it's not coming through. That'll, that'll sound like real shit coming through there. No, but whatever, right? So, how do you think the like your new recruits are coming in to your agency? When I say like how you think of like like what kind of caliber are you guys getting? Because we're getting no one. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Obviously, like the they just finished the posting for the most recent one. Um, the last like four times they've hired, it's like slim pickings. Um, so I don't. I don't know. Um, it's not great. Like it's kind of like well, you know, we're hiring two and we're getting three applicants. So like you're getting what you get. I don't yeah. know. They're not. We're we're also dealing right now with like where where everyone's not necessarily trained up, um, you know some of them are just EMTs instead of medics, so they have to go through that process. I feel like, you know, like when you and I hired on, like I was new then back in the day, but then when I hired into this place, like we all came in as medics. A lot of us had 
experience at different departments. And now they're all coming in like they're young, you know, 18, 19 year old kids that are just have a lot to like learn. So that is a different complexity that you have to add into like training. Cause sometimes it's just like, they're also 19 year olds and they're saying like Gen Z stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> yeah. How, how has it been with, cause I mean, you, you probably, I would say a, a decent amount of like Gen Xers that are on your, on your agency as well. How is that dynamic with them coming in? Cause like, I don't know the, the partner that you work with, he's a little bit older, right? Yeah. Like he's not, ten, he's 15 not, years. Yeah. So he's probably qualifies for, a, a, I would imagine a Gen, a, a Gen X, right? Yeah. So then like, maybe he's a, maybe a bad example, but I love that guy. <laughs> But like, how has that dynamic been with like those like eighteen, nineteen year olds coming in? To um, I mean, with him in particular, it's it's been fine because his kids are like that exact same age. That works. Okay. Yeah. So like, he kind of knows how to communicate with them, and a lot of those the the guys his age are kind of in that same ballpark, I think, um, as far as like kids' age. So like, I don't know. It, it seems fine. I think they like them more than they like us millennials. Yeah. Just, I don't know why, but <laughs> like they won't complain about Gen Z. They're just like, ah, oh. they'll even actually, when the Gen Z kids do something dumb, they'll still call them millennials. Yeah. They just lump in. Like, yeah. The millennials just is like catch all term. This umbrella it's umbrella term for younger, like the younger generation. For the younger kid that did something dumb. Yeah. That's, that's what the millennial means to them, I think. Do you ever have this moment when like a younger guy like comes in and uh, I, don't know, I have these moments where I'm like, all right, man, like let's. Well, I'll introduce you to something that like, you know, a tool or like, uh, that, cause that's one thing I've noticed like with, with like my business and whatnot, that not everybody's like comfortable running in, uh, a grinder or, um, uh, a welder or like saws, miter saw, table saw, that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm, I, I think I'm seeing more increase in sales for tools Oh, there's just like because less not, making it themselves. Yeah, I think there's less of that, you know, ability or comfort to make it th- themselves. And I've, I've, I mean, I've dialed it pretty quick to like ma- do a quick turnaround on them now. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I'm seeing more of, or at least what, I, what, what, what I'm assuming, right? Well, when that translates to the job and I someone comes in and they, they fuck something up or they don't know how to do something, I'm like, dude. You get one opportunity to make these older guys think you know how to use, yeah, use a use a tool, yeah, use a saw. And if you don't, I just we're gonna have to hear about it. Like, oh, these new kids coming in have no idea what you know how to how to how to do anything. Didn't, yeah. didn't you have a dad? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he he died a long time. <laughs> They're like, oh, damn it, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So everyone's having like these issues with. Um, like you know, recruitment, retention. Uh, well, not retention for you guys, but recruitment. I guess, no retention like, for like, us too. Like elsewhere, right? In we're both involved with our unions and the state union. Um, what like? I have my thoughts. What 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 fixes it, or what what do you think? Start because I, I don't think we've we, we've really established a, a total fix yet. But what fixes it? What for getting people in, or yeah, like like bringing people in, but also like either recruiting more people over that's probably a that's probably going to be i would say a, a, a faster fix in the immediate moment that you have to draw people in that are already trained yeah well and that's the thing though is if you draw if you draw them in you're taking over from someone else yeah whether that's privates or from another department yes um you know we decided we started doing lateral like this last time around i think 
Um, so we added that into the contract that you can lateral from another department and get that experience. But at the end of the day, like it might benefit us, but it might hurt the department right next door. Yeah. And you know, if we take three of their guys, uh, we might be running a lot more mutual aid. So does it really help? I don't know. It, so, it's so a short term fix for like, so then what, what do you think increases stat? Like, like increases the overall like blind recruitment. So I think like a big part of it is honestly just getting like the word out basically. So like when I got hired in, so flat, like go back to 2010, I just graduated high school. I have no idea what I want to do. My friend's like, Hey, you should do EMT. So I like start this EMT program. No intentions of doing firefighting. So I'm like, they don't make money. And that's a dumb job and or whatever. And then my house catches on fire and you rolled up and you got pissed and literally mouthed the words fuck when it wasn't on fire because it was just a chimney fire. There's some smoke. That was me. That was you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey runs into the house and I'm like, man, these guys are so cool. And look, that's what gets me into the fire service. So I start looking it up and I'm like, oh, you can make a living. You can have like a career in this and, and, and whatnot. Prior to that, like I had no idea. Schools didn't tell us that this was an option. They preached, go to a university, oh, yeah. get a bunch of debt, all this stuff. And so I think like a big part of it is just going to be getting into schools and being like, hey, there's other options besides a four-year degree. You can go to a trade school, get your EMT, get Fire 1 and 2, and go and make 50000 plus. Yeah, right at the gate. At the gate, yeah, at, mm-hmm. at 20 years old, 19 mm-hmm. or 20 years old. Um. So I think that honestly would be like the biggest thing is like getting schools to push it. Yeah. Um, what is that? Is that my furnace? I don't know. I hear noise. Whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I think that would be like the biggest thing is to, to get people. Cause I think a lot of times people, they see the movies and they're like, you know, they see the movies from the old days where it's like, these guys are always working second jobs, which is true. Everyone seems to have a second job, but yeah. not necessarily out of um, necessity right um maybe out of boredom or something on their days off but i think there's this this belief that firefighter paramedics can't make like a good living and so i think we try and get rid of that a little bit and then just spread the word that like hey you can make a a solid living work 10 days a month you know have some enjoyment from your job and like good friends that you work with and not just like get through the day every day do you think so then how do i I see that and i i i agree because i agree with it and part of me though wants to say like no you know pay and pay and benefits are gonna be what draws people in but but yeah but if i was 18 or 19 i wouldn't give a shit about that like yeah like i remember working um you know at at the palace rest in peace right and um, r.i.p and i remember them preaching now this was a, a a dumb shit thing for them to tell that you know these executives making over a hundred thousand at the at, you know 10 years ago at, at the palace telling me making seven dollars an hour like you know save for retirement right yeah but i remember hearing that like i Get the fuck out of here. Give me my, give me my money. Right. Your gas is $6 a gallon, sir. Right. <laughs> like, like my, my, this happened. So this happened to me at my apartment when I was living there and I was still like part-time, uh, part-time fire. And I was still like working at the palace and everything. I got a fucking, I had a date that day and the DTE or consumers cut my gas cause I didn't pay the bill for so long. Duh. So I got home and I'm like, 
fuck. It's, it was sorry. It was DT because I got home. I turned on the light switches like weren't working. They cut the they cut the electricity for my apartment because I hadn't paid <laughs> right. And so I had a date that day, and I was like, "Fuck, she's supposed to come back." So I like, uh, I I. I Hurry up! I, I I call over the phone. Right, I pay you know a credit card and 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 I leave, right, and I think she came back, <laughs> right to the apartment, like well, for a drink or something. And I opened the door, and I hit the light, and it turned on. And I was like, Oh, thank oh. God! Thank <laughs> God! It worked, <laughs> right? Right? Um, but are you a, a bigger fan? Granted, we're not we're in neither of these systems. But years ago, I remember you saying that you were a bigger fan of a defined contribution system, a DC plan mm-hmm. over a DB plan. Is that still the case? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a super unique look or approach that is very not the fire department, like or yeah. conventional fire department sort of belief. Why do you like a DC plan more than a DB plan? So yeah, I mean, most people with DBs are gonna laugh at that mm-hmm. idea, right? They're like, you're an idiot. You can work 25 years, get whatever their number is that they retire yeah. with, and that's great. Um, but we've seen what happens in these, you know, Pontiac fire. Mm-hmm. They had DBs too until right. they didn't. Um, and then you see it outside of the public sector and private sector places. Chrysler, GM, like they had pensions until they didn't, and then they get cut. And so, I mean, I seen, you know, my neighbor was a trucker, had a pension until he didn't. And then, you know, they kept cutting it. And so his his benefit kept getting lower and lower. And then he's, you know, working after retirement. And so I've seen that happen with, with him. It happened with my grandpa uh, working at GM. And so, like, just from the get-go, I was kind of like, I just don't trust pensions. Like, they can be great and they can work really well. But, like, they can go away. Whereas... Granted, you could argue that same thing about like a DC, like your money's just in the stock, stock market, market and yeah. whatever. And yeah, the stock market could crash and you could be screwed. But like, I prefer to have that, um, you know, that money kind of like under my control. Also, especially now in the like environment that we work in now with where everybody's hiring firefighters, if Rachel gets like a sweet job as a nurse out of state, we're leaving, right? Like I can go somewhere else. Right. Like that money's gonna travel with you. That money's coming with me. I don't have to be like, well, I can't leave for another ten years, or I'm not vested enough, or like, that money's mine. So like, if we tomorrow decide like we're gonna go up to Traverse City, like we've talked about, or we want to go out of state or whatever, like I'm not tied to a city um, for twenty years, twenty five years. I think that's, a, that's. I think it's a huge like generational thing. I mm-hmm. think. I think that's definitely not the mindset shared leo i i I would say gen xers and above for for the older guys that are there you know yeah um you know and that's a you know that that's a good point what i think anyone's going to say that that uh, you know my percentage is not let's say my this as a general term but like my you know my contribution or, or my percentage contribution is not enough is there a number that is like should we even should we even throw out a number that would like make it like okay that's reasonable percentage wise yeah i don't know i mean it obviously depends on like your lifestyle it depends on your income yeah, that's true right like um i think we're at 15 percent from the city yeah, we're, we're 14 um and then like four percent goes into a, another four percent goes into a like medical retirement thing um 
that's pretty decent. Like, you know, we, compared to the private sector. Well, that's, and that's the thing is, yeah, you look at that and it's like, yeah, it's not, you're not going to be able to retire necessarily in 25 years unless you put a lot of extra in. Mm-hmm. And, but it's pretty good retirement, you yeah, know, like you, the amount of money that I have in my, def, you know, in my retirement right now compared to a, another 31 year old is probably like staggeringly high, probably like significantly different. Yeah. So now do you have a, re, so it's 15 from the city. Do you have a requirement that you have to put in? Yeah, I think it's four. Four. Now, does that go into the same four hundred one, or is that does your four go into a four fifty seven? So my, it's the 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 fifteen and four, go into the same the four hundred one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or no, maybe it is a four fifty seven though. And then anything I add in on top of that, so I'd put an extra, like four or five percent, I think. All right. So that's probably going. That goes into a separate. That's account. probably going to your four fifty seven. Yeah. Then. Yeah. That's going to your four fifty seven. Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah, so we're fourteen right now without an employee maximum or minimum, right? So mm-hmm. we're straight fourteen. And then anything that we decide to contribute above and beyond um anything else is into a four in, into a four fifty seven, right? Um the I would say the bigger ticket item at, and I think this would go for, you know, firemen across the country would be Healthcare after retirement, or some form of healthcare after retirement, Big time. and that's the one that is—it's a legacy cost, and it's like it's insane to me that for some agencies, it's not even not even on the table of of discussion, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what's like wild, like, and that, that's what's so tough to like recruit people in because if you want to be real with them, you could say, "All right, I got a great job opportunity for you," right? All your income, your retirement, it's all going to be based on the politician coming in. And you got to make sure you bargain with him, right? And if they like you, if they don't like you, it will depend on how hard it's going to be. And then we're going to send you into an environment. We're going to wake you up in the middle of the night. Guess what? Uh, it's going to be terrible for your heart. <laughs> yeah. All right? Uh, you're going to get um, terrible sleep, right? Yeah. It's going to increase your chances of getting obese. Yeah. Okay? Just by the virtue of the chemicals that are dumping in your body, right? And then we're going to put you into a cancerous environment wearing cancerous gear and then you're going to be in that environment for a couple hours and then you're going to go back to the station go back to sleep wake up and then probably get covered in poop yep right (laughs) (laughs) you know and your heart doesn't get you cancer will you know and it's one of those moments like why like i I get they don't want. I get like a municipality like doesn't want that risk, that long term risk. But to me, at least, that just seems like such a maybe, maybe it's too simplistic, but a, 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 a golden ticket to like like it, establish a I don't know a, a a lineage of taking care of one, taking care of your firefighters, but also two, like you're gonna draw in. Might be too simplistic, but draw in a. Um, a candidate pool, at least to your agency. Now, if your agency tomorrow offered retiree health care, it wouldn't fix anything, but you'd be probably the the most well staffed fire department in right in the in in, in the state mm-hmm. if that's what you guys offered, right? Um, do you ever do you ever see that coming back, or are you familiar with like the IFF MERP plan? I've heard about it a little bit. It's kind of a little bit. Uh, it's a little ambiguous still, right? There's not a whole lot of well, so. And uh, uh, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, 
Shelby is looking into this really like a lot right now, mm-hmm. and so they're pretty, like Shelby and I think Dearborn right now. I think they're going through with it. Yeah, I don't know about Shelby. I believe. Yeah, they, they went through with it. They didn't get the money they were like looking for to like fund what they wanted to fund, but they're going through Merp, and I think Dearborn's going through Merp too. Merp also, they're trying to get legislation passed through I think tax code. So if you have a, a like a, a healthcare savings plan. Um, you could then dump that money into your MERP. But it works kind of like a pension, right? Where your contributions that would go to like your healthcare savings plan, your 4%, my uh, 105 a month. Uh, Solid. $20. <laughs> it's going to pay for so much months. <laughs> right. So many months right. of healthcare right. when I retire. Right. Hey, by the time I retire, that will be three copays worth. Yeah, not okay. bad. Not, right. bad. Right. not bad. So that money then goes into that, that account. And then that gains, you know, and every dollar translates to uh, a credit, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's every 25 or $50 that you put in there is a credit. And then you take all your credits at the very end, and so you have uh, ten thousand credits uh, um, worth, right? Ten thousand. Know. Sounds like Audible, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't right. know. I give them twenty three dollars a month. They take. I get two credits. <laughs> right. It's usually two books, but sometimes only one and a yeah, half. Right. I don't know. Right. So then that gets multiplied by a multiplier. I forget, you know, what that is. Another guy named Chris and Shelby knows a lot, and it's gone. And then that multiplier comes in, but it's, it's all through the IFF. And that at least is the only reachable kind of um, retiree healthcare system that, that at least I have found that, that makes me want to bite on it a little bit more. That seems more palatable for the, the municipality to go for. But I also really like taking the um, Michael Heron approach of like, take care of your fucking firemen. Yeah. For... You, know. you should have come to the last sixth district. Yeah, he had this like little, this little speech, and I was like, because normally he's, um, well, I love when I'm he gets doubting passionate. he's gonna listen to this, but normally he's kind of boring. He, <laughs> he, he drags on a little. He, yeah, but he's he a little... was like very enthusiastic, and yeah, he got me pumped. What did he say? It was basically like uh, he he said like you know. Two years ago, during negotiations, people were the, the cities were saying, "Hey, you're, you know, we don't know if there's a recession coming. We can't give you guys these raises. We can't." He's like, "They were trying to make you think that it was 2008 again, that the world's falling apart." And he's like, "That the economy's going to hell, whatever." He's like, "But here's what happened. That didn't happen." He's like, "We aren't in a recession. We aren't right." And he starts just going on this whole rant of like, he's like. This isn't happening. He goes, we're in a labor movement right now. You guys see what's happening with the auto workers. You see what's happening with the Writers Guild. He's like, so like, I forget exactly what his quote was, but it was basically like something like along the lines of, go get what you're fucking worth or go get your money or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! Like, it was, it was, a, it was a good uh, good rally. And then he also ended with, um, fuck Starbucks, which I thought was fun. That's a unique approach. Yeah. Right? I mean, I hope he's just talking about corporate because like, you love a PSL. I love pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> You're a PSL guy, right? <laughs> Big PSL guy. Right. Um, uh, I am shocked about how much the country is rallied behind the, the UAW strike. I mean, I feel like it's still torn. 
I hear like guys in my own union that are like, screw them. Like they don't deserve it. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, that you know sounds I mean? like, like a bunch of rich Eagleton guys. That, yeah. You know, a little bit, but I'm just, you know, even within, but that's is that driven by, but is that driven by, you think they're like, they're stark, like political views. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like right. whatever they're hearing on their uh, choice of news, perhaps. Yeah. That's like, I, I, that was kind of a, a shift that we saw. Like, so Obviously, you know, we're, we're a new local, right, mm-hmm. um, at Pawnee, um, right, local 6,000, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> um, there was a lot of, like, issues that we, we dealt with. Like, people thought that, that we would force them to vote Democrat um, because now they, they're part of the union. And um, we, oh, had, we, yeah. had, we had some sort of, like, say or authority on, on trending or tracking who they voted for or how they voted. Um and I think have you heard what 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 Star talks about with um, uh, like supporting like uh, politicians? Star, yeah. Star, yeah. I yeah, thought you yeah. said Star. I was no, like, no, no, ambulance no. company, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I support the people that kind of support us. Yeah, support those that support us. And that like, we basically took that same rhetoric like to our organization, and they, everything just kind of like like mellowed out from there you know mm-hmm. that now they they might still hate whitmer for i don't know how she handled covid or restaurants or or, or, or yeah whatever you pick know your, yeah pick your battle with what you know what she had right but i loved his approach to that whole thing is like you know you you support those that support us and really too like that's what's gonna you know put a new roof on your house like the, or put you know food in like your refrigerator is not like some altruistic viewpoint on on what you might stand for politically, but these people are are directly in charge of the funding that comes into your agency. So if you support them, whatever aisle they're on, mm-hmm. that's going to be a direct reason on how you're going to either put your kids through college or pay your mortgage or or your roof. But to to his credit, I think he's put a, a good I would say put a good value on like at least that narrative running through there. Yeah, yeah. He said too at the the um the sixth district which goes back to like my lieutenant love the guy but we definitely have different political opinions and he said and you you're know, probably pretty silent about them me yeah yeah you know me i'm <laughs> i just you're a pacifist yeah i, a poli- I, hide, you're a political, I hide all my emotions no one knows what i think <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh he said something like you know i don't know the iff posted something one day and he's just like the IFF needs to stay out of politics. And I'm like, that's what they're there for. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And, and Sar mentioned, you know, at the sixth district, he says it just about every time he speaks, it seems, which is the IFF will get out of politics when politics get out of fire departments, Hell yeah. which mm-hmm. isn't happening. So yeah, it's not having a fight. And we just, you know, at, at Pawnee local 6,000, um, <laughs> we, we, it was kind of like a, it's, it's a weird one, but we, I just started a, um, like a like a, a political action committee and a pol- political political action fund. What that looks like, we have no idea. But we're putting the framework together to have some sort of fundability to whenever a uh, a, a a movement is needed, a, a a voice is needed, some sort mm-hmm. of like increase is needed. Like as you know, you can't like just take blind dollars into your local mm-hmm. and spend money on you know political stuff, right? Yeah. So. That was um, it was kind of tense, a little awkward in that meeting when it was like talking about uh, 
you know, political action stuff because it was like, oh man. Yeah, because you know half the Who guys in the room. Who for? Exactly. Right? And I don't like them. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and my thing was more like, you know, we can use this branding, the IAFF branding, but somebody needs to pay for it, right? Like, I know I, the IAFF has resources too, but we have to have something local in our pocket that we can produce some sort of signage if it means getting some particular proposal out there that we need to support, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was it like House Bill four sixty eighty eight in Michigan? If you're if you're listening, is that for uh, mandatory staffing? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And like, so I don't know. It, how how do in your in your local like how is that? Do you guys have a PAC fund or we have? Yeah, sort of. Not like a actual registered PAC fund. Okay, but we do have some money that we've set aside um, that we can use for political action, basically locally. Um, not much money. We yeah. haven't actually used it this yeah. last. There's an election, obviously this this time around for like the mayor and one other seat, and uh, we haven't put any money into anybody. We have like we are endorsing people, I believe, but not financially. Yeah. Um, but that's been a discussion at the e board for the last year or so. Is like we need to get involved and like get to know these, you know, council people and. And the, and the politicians in the city, and it'll only help us. Yeah. You know, if they see that we're paying attention, that we're involved, that we're showing up to these meetings, we're putting money behind candidates that we believe in, they're going to start, you know, taking our requests, yeah. you know, more seriously. So it's in, we're in the process of it, just like you guys. Yeah. So I guess like uh, kind of shifting more to like, you know, your, your business here. So, um, with respect to what you have going on, what uh, primarily, what do you ship, or what do you utilize more of, uh, social media wise, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Instagram is probably number one, as far as like my main thing, which is just connected to Facebook. Like I don't do anything different between the two, yeah. and then pretty much the same for for TikTok. If it's a video, I'll post it on all three platforms. If it's just like a picture then it's just Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. But um, I guess more TikTok in the last year or so. When you, when would you say like your business really started to ramp up? Um, I, I mean, in the last, I don't know, what, it's like in the last year, um, like I was saying, like Etsy sales have kind of dropped a little bit Yeah. because of their change in algorithms. But um, as far as my actual, like my own website goes and traction in that, since um the last year really since i started making like videos that i've been posting on like instagram and tiktok yeah you've really reinvested a lot of like into not only your operation here but your content creation yeah has gone like like i've been doing a lot how do i put volumes a lot lower but then like i feel like when i finally get around to creating something it's like usually does well yeah, yeah, yeah. Your volume of content creation. Yeah, because yeah. I used to. I was at one point posting like a meme, you know, every day, <laughs> yeah. every hour, like two, yeah. three a day. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, I thought of it, I made it real quick, and yeah. posted it. And so now, like, there's more time spent on the videos, but I think those are it's beneficial. So, what's your? I know you're moving the operation out to the other part of your house, but where do you want to take this next? I don't know. No. No, I mean, 
So I've got like the Daily Medic, all the, you know, like funny stickers, patches, all that stuff. And then I got the Alpha Side Apparel, which is like more of the like serious, um, kind of want to go down like the athlete route because that is like still another side of me. And then I got the crew closet thing that I'm working on, which hasn't launched yet, but I'm going to start making basically custom stuff for my own department. And then hopefully, you know, Pawnee and, then, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, surrounding departments and kind of like move out that way, um, uh, making so, but I'm still, I'm still working on that one. So I guess that's, I guess the plan is to kind of do all three. So what's Alpha Side Apparel done? Um, so it's, it's, uh, well, right now it's just like three shirts, but it's this idea of, yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) so it's just this idea that like, I had this, this thought one day, cause like everything that the daily medic is, is it's just like, it's jokes, it's puns, it's parody. It's funny. I think the majority of the time when you like look at firefighters, um, that's us, right? Like we're constantly joking around, like in the station, we're like razzing each other. We're making, having fun. And then the bell rings. And once that happens, you kind of like switch, right? Like you put the different, different hat goes on. It's like no more jokes. It's time to like get to work. And I've kind of thought of like, that's the alpha side. Like you, you, you change perspectives, you change who you are for a little bit and you go to work and you do your thing. And as soon as that call is done and you drop them off the hospital, fire goes out, whatever. Once things are safe, you go back to <laughs> making fun of your partner for whatever reason. Um, and so that was kind of the idea behind Alpha Side Apparel. So I made three designs to to launch that and it did pretty well. Like people seemed to be receptive to it. So um, I want to try and do more with that. And same thing with like the, on the training side, uh, like marathoning and, and lifting and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of that. I'm just as like a one man band, I'm like in charge of the design, the creation, the manufacturing, like everything else. So like everything's starting to get kind of like backed up, which is, it's a lot. Yeah. You know the vibe. Yeah. (laughs) You're trying to make content. You're trying to build things. You're trying to like, you know, make a new website, all this stuff that like eventually, and and you're doing a union thing and you're a dad and like, I'm like, you know, you got all this extra stuff that, yeah. It adds up, so yeah. I mean, you're you have like a house to run. You have a wife. You have your own life. You have your own hobbies. You're like you know you have to fit in running every so often. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? so I gotta go do that later. Yeah, I, I did that this morning. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? Did you see like what I put like put on like uh, Instagram and like TikTok today? No, dude. Off of Clarkston, uh-huh. like by Basketball America. Yeah. There's like this like inflatable skeleton like, like yard art. Uh-huh. Like, like they're in the middle of like, like having sex. Nice. Like she is just straddling him, like S- two skeletons. Yeah, two inflatable skeletons. Good for them. Just riding, like just well, riding dirty on right there in the front yard. Good for them. At least you know, like if, happy. If, if there's ever a trend of <laughs> of Halloween decoration, can if that merge with like the Kama Sutra, like that would be <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god! So you just did. The Detroit Marathon. Yeah. I did the Ann Arbor Marathon. How did that go? It was hard. Yeah? You yeah, know, I did I did well. I'm, I'm, uh, I PR'd, but I'm like kind of bummed because I didn't get the goal that I wanted. So Which I think was? I wanted to beat four hours. Sub four. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good goal and like somewhat achievable, but I didn't do enough training for it, like being realistic. And I just kind of died at mile 20. 20 is when it hit, huh? Yeah. Did I show you that? 
picture? No. Um, I'll pull it up. So basically, I was maintaining, like, you need a nine minute, 11 second pace for, for under four. And I was maintaining that through, well, just about mile 20. And then it just goes like, <laughs> it just drops. So all right. So you you are, all right. So yeah, you start, all right, pacing, like 852, 929, 837, 909, 913, 940, nine, or sorry, 931 at mile 20, mile 21.7, 1121, yeah. mile 25, 1123, <laughs> finish, 1030. Yeah, but you, your, your average pace, though, is pretty good. It wasn't bad. Um, so, yeah, now I'm in this, like, I'm like, I'm getting sub four next time. Yeah. So I've got a plan. Um, you have a plan too. or yeah. you're gonna okay a lot more a zone plan. two work yeah more zone two more miles yeah that's i didn't work. i wasn't getting enough miles in like being honest with myself like i just wasn't i don't know what would you like what would you like you you have like your days where you do like eight plus miles right but what yeah. was your normal um i usually just run down the trail so like four yeah was like a normal day i would still do some seven eight milers but i didn't do any long runs really over the summer at all or leading up to this except one and then um just like miles per week was only like 20 maybe 30 yeah not enough not enough and so that's what happens when you don't train enough (laughs) you know you die before you get to the finish so um um i uh so ann arbor was funny i I'm in like I was such an old piece of shit. No, I'm not. Piece, I'm a piece of shit, but like not that day, right? <laughs> but um, that day I wasn't so bad. But okay, so so Ann Arbor Marathon, right in the like University of Michigan campus, right? Like you're in the heart of downtown Ann Arbor, right? And um, I'm not gonna like packet pickup was the day prior. I'm not driving down there for packet pickup. Just come back, just go all the way forward, right? So I'm just gonna, you know, you can do day of packet pickup, right? That's nice. So I drive down there, and I get there, you know, early ish. You know, probably way better than when we did Detroit uh, in 21. That's terrifying. You know, um, but we, so we got everything and, um, uh, or I was in line to get everything and they keep directing me like further back of this line. Like this line was 200 people long for packet pickup. So, and the race is starting in a half hour. And I'm like, oh no, you're fucking kidding me. Like, and now I'm like old man and I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> they got one person running this thing, and I start, and then who set this up, right? And I start like I see these like these um these two college girls were in front of me, right? And they see me just like fucking fuming, right? And they're like, well, it's gonna be fine, you know. We'll just start when we start. I go, that's not the fucking point. I go, my wife's on her way down here at ten o'clock on the train. Okay, she's gonna have my four year old who will be an asshole with her. <laughs> she's okay? gonna lose it. Okay, we have cell signal here, so then I'm gonna be getting text messages. When are you finishing? When are you done? So she can be that by the finish line, right? Like, this is a system here. Like, like I'm not gonna draw her because I have to me at the at the 50k, right? Yeah. So the 50k uh, last year, I'm like, I'll be done in like whatever five hours, you know, whatever it was, right, dude? No, <laughs> nope, no. Like I'm texting her to take take the last ferry over to the <laughs> island, dude. I finished that 50k as they're breaking down the tent. Oh no! Right, I'm looking across there. So anyway, the Ann Arbor one, this this girl. I like how for the video you decided to not be limping anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. You're no, like no. okay, I did the same thing at the Detroit. Yeah, I could barely walk, and then for the last like 
200 feet. I was like, I'm going to run this yeah, one in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people, the announcer. I'm smiling now. Right. I threw my daughter on my head at the <laughs> yeah. very end of Ann Arbor. Like, right? So, yeah, yeah, of course I ran with this the whole time, right? Um, but when we were in line waiting, she's like, the girl was like, you know, we have to run the Arb Hill. I go, I don't know what the fuck that means. She goes, well, we have to do it twice. You know, one at X mile and one at like, you know, mile 24 or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what that hill is, but because you're telling me, I don't think it's going to go well, right? <laughs> the so, fact that it has a name right, right, is right, probably right. bad. So, um, like, we're getting through it. This thing was like Curry and Band of Brothers. Like, that, what, <laughs> Dave Schwimmer makes them run up, right? Yeah. That's what this hill was. <laughs> so, like an idiot. I hope <clears> silver, silver, right? So the whole drive, the whole, like, the, the first half of it, right, the 13.1, I'm flying. I feel like I'm flying. And I, like an idiot, I run up this hill, right, thinking, ah, oh, this ain't that bad. Part two comes, and I'm walking this thing like a slow hike, right? Is that the one, the video you sent me? Yeah. Where you're just, like, literally just hiking it? I'm just hiking it. <laughs> just hiking it. It was miserable, right? And, but that one, that was, like, a, a terrible, that was, I still... My average pace was like 10.30, but it was four hours and 40 minutes, man. It was not a stellar performance. <laughs> you know, and now actually I thought about that when I was – so as soon as I was done, I'm like looking at all the other people finishing, and I'm like, suckers, you guys are so slow. And <laughs> I'm just like, you know, this would be a lot easier if I only had to do it in like three and a half hours. You know, like I'm just like, man, maybe I should just train more so I can do it faster, strictly so I don't have to do it as long. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. I've thought that too. I hit the. I saw the four-hour pacers pass me, and I wanted to cry. Yeah. Once I realized, like, it's not happening for you today, bud. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, man, I just need to get faster so I can be done with this sooner. I don't know if you ever had this moment when you've ran like a long one, but like I'll pass somebody, and they're either big, old as dirt, right, and they're just shuffling, and I pass them. I'm like. <laughs> slow see you at the end loser right right yeah. right okay well i'll be waiting for you you know in my little bib right <laughs> and then fast forward three hours and then there they come just fucking shuffling by you and, <laughs> and then you start to rationalize it well you probably trained a lot more and you probably yeah. run a lot more than i have okay right and I'm just like no i just i didn't train enough well, what's your chip time? I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. Did you start? Did you start on time? Because I mean, I had a late chip time, right? What, what corral were you? I was, I was, I was C. So, oh yeah, you were probably A. That's why. <laughs> right. Totally right. Like I'm sure I passed you a bunch, right? Yeah. We're gonna finish at the same. Man, I, I don't know. I'm just a piece of shit, basically. At the end of the day, all right, man. We've been doing this long enough. Where can people find all your shit? Um, TheDailyMedic.com is my website, and then some form of the Daily Medic on Instagram and Facebook. They have different at but it's like the daily dot with an underscore or yeah, the period. dot daily dot medic i think okay. and one of them has two c's because apparently someone took the daily medic i don't know <laughs> but tiktok too yeah i think yeah you didn't mention TikTok, i don't know the exact uh you're on tiktok if you just search it you'll probably find it maybe yeah, yeah maybe and then alpha side apparel is that like connected that's to through you? the daily medic yeah you can find those uh shirts on on the daily medic.com cool sounds good man yeah this was fun you're gonna call me fat fuck now? Yeah, fat fuck. <laughs> Thanks. This is good. <laughs>